tuning in to the Dig On Doug podcast. And we're going to get live. We're going to get you ready because you're going to be in for an earful, baby. Let's go. Yo, yo, it's Dig On Doug. Dig On Doug. Dig On Doug. It's your number one spot. Dig On Doug. Dig on Doug, dig on Doug, another episode drop. This is Dig on Doug, we speak on things we love, sports, books, and grub. Listen, we know what's up with movies, relationships, dynamites, main event, politics, too, and the airways, latest hits. If I like it, then I name it. If I love it, I'll explain it. It's my podcast to play with or experiment. We explore our differences. Fact is, we ain't nothing without photosynthesis. So get a load of this. Lock in and focus in. Informative discussions with substance you can't afford to miss. Steer you from the shallow pits of hopelessness. Change your mind state from renting to ownership. We on some showmanship. Set goals and go for it. Share what I know so you don't have to go through it. There's alternatives, hope kinds and turns and twists. Yo, it's dig on Doug, fool. You know you heard of this. What's up, y'all? What's up? It's the Dig on Doug podcast with that dupe, dope new intro from my boy Hugo. Hugo Monster dropping them bars and everything's on the intro and everything, man. Really got to give a shout out to my boy Hugo Monster for doing that for me, man. Big big shout out to you we're gonna have you on the podcast again so so much going on in the world right now you know voting just happened we in november thanksgiving about to be here my birthday's coming up pretty soon christmas about to be here new year's everything what'd you say dalton my birthday's coming up pretty soon dalton birthday coming up pretty soon and everything so i was like what topic am i gonna talk about what we gonna talk about i mean i did one already before but i had to do another wrestling podcast episode man i mean old school wrestling was just so beautiful so fun and i've been watching i got this 24 7 wrestlemania channel that just shows all the wrestlemanias and it's beautiful sometimes just going back and watching my boy the ultimate warrior and stuff and just throwing down and everything so uh we're gonna be talking on that touching on that today i got two dope guests today fresh and new for the first visit to the dig on doug podcast i got my boy D Man Smith, Dalton, welcome to the Dig on Doug podcast, Dalton. Hey, thank you for having me. My boy Dalton. And then we got Mr. Take Your Podcast, Podcast Everywhere, Podcast Anywhere, Podcast on the Moon, Podcast on Pluto, Dennis of the Ignite Thinkers Podcast. Welcome to the Dig on Doug podcast, man. Thank you. Thank you for the intro. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Uh, let's get this show on the road. Hey, let's, let's, let's make it happen, man. So like, I, like when I started talking about wrestling and I know Dalton, you told me you got a wrestling podcast and everything that you do. And I was like, oh man, some, some more wrestling people. I always, always enjoy talking some, some old school wrestling, a little bit of new school. We, we might touch on that like a smidget, but, um, definitely want to just get into wrestling. And so we'll start with you, Dalton. What, what is your earliest memory of like wrestling? Like what's the first memory you had of like wrestling when you were like, I think I like this. Well, it's probably heartwarming. I've been watching since I was seven years old. Honestly, my favorite memory when, uh, when Eddie Grillo won his first WWE championship in 2004. Mm. Oh yeah. I got to forget. Like you, you kind of young Dalton. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> you said seven. I was like, I was like, Oh, Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's a whole different era for me. So, 
Uh, what about you, Dennis? What's one of your like earliest wrestling memories? Like who was wrestling? Maybe who was your favorite or whatever? Or just what is your earliest wrestling memory? We won't go to favorite right now. Uh, that's kind of crazy, huh? I'm in a way older era. Um, back when wrestling used to come on Saturday mornings, mm-hmm. you had to watch it then. I was watching wrestling at three years old. Um, I think the first, I think the first match I seen was a woman's wrestling match. Okay. And I fell in love with that. I can't tell you who the girls was that was wrestling. But but what was it? What what caught your eye about it? And was like, I want to watch this. It was it was like the thrill, the high the high flying. You know, mm-hmm. they jumping off of stuff. You know, I was like, all right, this this is nice. And then I seen the men's wrestling because it usually I think they came on like back to back right after each other. Yeah. Then I seen the men's wrestling. I was like, yeah, I like this. Yeah, and I, I I know one of the earliest memories I remember, and like Dalton got this this dope back uh background right here right now of the Undertaker, and that's my earliest memory of like wrestling is the Undertaker and how scared I was of that man. That man, because that was like when he first came out, and he had like the over the big jacket and and the hat and the tie that was like it almost looked like a clown tie. He had the gloves, and I was like. This, and I was, I mean, I'm, I don't know what age I was at that time, but I was like, he's dead and he's wrestled like, like they calling him the dead man. And I'm like, um, that's, that's not a good thing. And so I remember <clears throat> literally being afraid of the undertaker when I was younger. And I'm like, like there were times like he would come out and I'm like covering my eyes. Cause I'm like, bro, like this, this dude, he like killing people. He doing like, he got a move called the tombstone. And I'm like, bro, like this is, this is, this is not. Like this, this ain't cool. But it kept me coming back, though. So that's that's the crazy part about it. I have to agree with that. I have to agree with that. Um, and it was kind of you know, since we on Undertaker, it was kind of sad when I seen the Undertaker put the Ultimate Warrior in the casket. Oh, I was sad. Yeah, I was sad back then. I used to take wrestling to heart. I used to think whatever happened in wrestling was real. I don't yeah. think nobody said, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Don, what about you? I mean, you got the Undertaker back there. So what's like what's your earliest memory of the Undertaker? Well, at the beginning when I started watching wrestling, I mean, as the Undertaker came called American Badass. Yeah. Once time he was a WWE championship. I mean, like the part with him with Jeff Hardy in the ladder match after the match, um, he gave Jeff Hardy respect. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that, no, that, that, just, him and Jeff Hardy, because then Jeff Hardy was like still getting up, and Undertaker was mad, and it's like, bruh, just like lay down, like he was, he was, he was definitely hot about that and everything, and so, oh, I, I feel, I feel bad for you, dog, because like, I mean, you're so young, you did not get to see the the WCW days, and WCW had some, some good stuff. Did you watch a uh, WCW, Dennis? Yes, because you, you, if you remember back when we was. We was growing up. WCW came on first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. WCW came on first. Monday Nitro. Monday night. Yeah, Monday Nitro. WCW came on first. So you got that first hour of WCW. And then WWF came on at 9 o'clock. Well, or at 6 o'clock your time. But, you know, yeah. an hour later. <laughs> it came I, on I was thinking about the w- was... Go ahead. Go ahead, though. Oh, I know WCW. You know, I missed it, though. I did watch on W Network, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, also, yeah. yeah, but I mean, but I mean, you you saw, but like there was like I mean, like Dennis is saying, there was nothing like the rush of like they're both going on at the same time, and then you had like the like WWE now like knowing like oh, okay, we going at WCW, and it's like this back and forth war, and it was just it was just crazy and everything, and so 
Like, I mean, just the energy around that, like, had me, like, tripped out and everything. I'm like, and then it was like, you, you, I'm a kid, and then so I'm up here trying to, like, have brand loyalty, but then I'm also at the same time not loyal. I'm like, oh, like, I'm going to watch WCW, but then, like, but I really like WWF more. I mean, that's back when it was WWF and everything. And so just that that balance of going back and forth and everything. And so, uh, but Dalton, I know, I'm like, I mean, you said, like, you know, 07 is, like, when you really start to get, well, when you were seven. Um, what are what are some of the old school stuff of like like some of the wrestling that you've gotten to see that you like really enjoy? Well, to be honest, with you, like I would say, like Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. or probably like The Rock. Yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, those are those are the, the icons of this of this industry and everything, and so. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just that that craziness, the showmanship and everything of what it was. Um, what, what about you, Dennis? Like how I mean, because you were talking about Ultimate Warrior and everything. So, I mean, we can definitely go back to some like as early WrestleManias and everything. Um, yeah, um, I, I want to say first wrestler I fell in love was Hulk Hogan. OK, I was Hulk Hogan. And then I started to love Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior. Um. I, you know, I got a little older. Um, I started watching some ECW. Oh, oh, yeah. I started Ooh. watching ECW. <laughs> and then I, you know, I, I started to fall in love with uh, Sandman and, and mm-hmm. uh, Raven. Um, they, uh, I can't forget RVD. RVD. Yeah. It, it seemed like RVD used every area of the ring. Like, <laughs> I, it was it was weird. I, I used to love RVD and Sabu, and that was you know that was basically what I was watching. I was like, "Oh, this is nice," and I would try to watch all of them. I watched yeah. as much wrestling as possible. Well, you, I mean, and you being on the East Coast, did you ever get the opportunity to go to like any ECW shows or anything? I never went to ECW show, but I seen I seen more ECW wrestlers in my life than any other wrestlers. Like I, I met Sandman and Raven. Oh, okay. At Dave and Buster's. Oh, what? <laughs> Were they just there, or were they like there for like a promo thing? No, they was just there. They was just oh there wow, drinking beer. That's that was you know at that time I think I was about eleven. That's mm-hmm. when I realized wrestlers was just regular people. Yeah, I was like, I swear I just seen these boys try to kill each other the other day. <laughs> like how <laughs> y'all hugging and drinking beers together? Drinking like beers, chilling. Like they, they was having a good time. Sign autographs for me and everything. Oh wow, that's I mean, and, and I mean, I'm sure I just I just feel like. I don't know why, like, this is just me, but I feel like East Coast, like, the wrestling scene is different on the East Coast. I don't know why. I don't I don't know if there's any truth to it. I don't know. I, it just feels like, especially with ECW, because it was so, like, East Coast. It was Coast right blue. in Philadelphia. Yeah. Right oh, okay. And I, and I ain't go to none of them. And one of my homies worked there. That was the crazy thing about <laughs> it. One of my homies worked there, and he used to tell me, I was like, I was like, yo, you love working there? He was like. Not after that all tables match I did, and that was I had to clean all that stuff up. I, was, <laughs> I forgot all about that. Man. Oh man, that's beautiful. I always loved. Always wish they had like I think they tried to do a TV show about it, but I always loved like just a little side note. If like there was a storyline of like the janitors and and city people who had to clean up after the superheroes, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just like them being like hella mad is like. Right. Bro, like the Hulk be coming through here and just breaking buildings up and like ain't got to worry yeah. about cleaning it up and everything. And now like I like I can feel that with the wrestling stuff. That see that'd be good for Dave Chappelle. He would kill that. 
that that that'd be hilarious. And so so Dalton, you got the you got the old school stuff in the sense of 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 the uh, Hulk Hogan and everything. And so, but Eddie Guerrero was like a a huge huge part. I mean, especially like I mean, seeing him in in his WCW days and the time he had in the WWF WWE was super huge. I mean, that man was just super athletic and everything. Um, what are some of the most memorable like matches you you recall watching, uh, Dalton? We can start with you. It's gonna be a hard, hard lot. Pick, pick a couple. I mean, you got like pick three. Like, I give you three to pick, and you don't have to rank them. You don't have to rank them like one, two, three, or anything. You can just be like, oh, oh this Jordan. one, yeah, yeah. The Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Wait, and- which one though? Like, I mean, like, I mean, they had a bunch of matches. Uh, the Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. Okay. Was that the one for the belt? When he won the belt, or something? Uh, it was Undertaker show I think it was that one. or the WrestleMania one when they had that great right, match. WrestleMania, yeah, the first one, the first one. Yeah, twenty fifth one. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. And two, um, Shawn Michaels versus Triple H at SummerSlam two thousand two. Okay, yeah. And three, I'm gonna say, um, I'm trying to think, um. Chris Benoit versus Triple H versus Shawn Michaels at oh, WrestleMania yeah, 20. That's when he got the belt. Yeah. Hmm. That's when he got the belt. Yeah, no, that, no, that was that was that was definitely a good one. What, what what's some of your most memorable matches, uh, Dennis? Uh Goldberg when he got tased by Sky Hall. <laughs> the first loss. You've heard all the stuff about uh, after that though. Like he he did Goldberg did not like Scott Hall at all. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um uh, let me see. I'm going to have to say my favorite Undertaker match got to be the Hell in a Cell when he threw Mankind off the joint. Whew. I thought Mankind was dead. I, I'm not I gonna know. I, I did, bro. I, I, I thought he was dead. They brought out the stretcher and everything. I was like, oh, that thing got too real now. <laughs> They're trying to compete with ECW. It got too real now. So hold up, player. Um... What was another? It was another crazy match that I seen. No, you know what? They they had a match. It was a uh, test. It was I think wow. it was Tess, Tess and Shane McMahon. Oh, for so when he so he could date Stephanie. No, no, he wasn't fighting. No, they was they was tagged up and they was oh, fighting against no. Triple H and somebody else. This is probably the best match I've ever seen Shane McMahon have. Like, a lot of people be claiming him and uh uh. The Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Yeah, they, they say that's great. No, when he when he was fighting for his sister, not to be uh, not to be with Triple H, and to be with Tess, and he tagged up with Tess. That was the best I've seen Shane McMahon fight. Mm. That was that was a mile. That's that's that old school. Rest. That was a mile. That was I think that was after the Spirit Squad. <laughs> Hey, when you said uh, Goldberg got tasered, is that the one when uh, you talking about when Goldberg's undefeated streak ended? Yep, his undefeated streak ended. So was was this Tess and Shane McMahon versus Triple H in China? It was the China. I thought it was somebody else. I don't think it was China. Oh, okay. I thought it was Undertaker. To be honest with you. All right. Well, what the corporate ministry time? Yeah, it was corporate ministry time. Oh, okay. Maybe it might it have been China. I thought it was. I thought it was a uh, Undertaker. Maybe, maybe it was. I mean, because Undertaker tried to marry Stephanie first. I remember that. 
Oh man, that whole like that yeah, like yeah, then uh Stone Cold came out. Yeah. Stone Cold came on saved it. And then all come to find out the higher power is Vince McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was that he got me with that one. It's me, Austin. It's yeah. me. <laughs> you know what was another one when they got me? Uh then I know Dalton can remember this one. When uh uh what's the boy name? What is his name? Uh, uh, Eric Bischoff. Uh huh. And he was he was dressed like the old man during the wedding for uh, um, Billy and Chuck's wedding. Billy and Chuck's wedding. He was dressed like the old man, and the whole time, like yo, this voice sounds familiar. I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, I don't know why this voice sounds so familiar to me. He started peeling that stuff off his face. I was like, oh, they got me. They was good. They was good. Eric Bischoff. I know. I Eric, what he said though. Eric, Eric Bischoff was definitely a character. Eric, Eric Bischoff was a character, and he, he was hella talented. Like I mean, I mean, even to the point this day, I mean, he's in AEW now. Like so, he he done he done made the full gamut circle and everything. I mean, one of one of my favorite matches of all time is um, the Stone Cold Triple H uh, best two out of three falls. Like that match when it was the the street fight. The uh, I think the next fall was submission, or it was like regular, like regular match, and then the the third one was Iron Man match. Sheesh! Like that one was that was a, that was a good one. I forgot about that one. Like I, I think I was watching that again, and I was I was like, man, I was like one endurance to have to like go through those, and I don't care how much you plan out moves and everything, you still got to have endurance and all that stuff. Yeah. So, but just the endurance to have all of that and everything is just. It's just wild, and then I mean, I mean, you can throw for me. You can throw up any Stone Cold versus The Rock at WrestleMania matches. I mean, all of those are just are just classics. And then the Stone Cold um, Bret Bret Hart match, like that match, Stone Cold bleeding in the sharpshooter, yeah. never passing out and everything. Like he just passed out because he didn't tap out. Right. And they set him up. They put him in a submissions match, knowing he had no submissions. <laughs> That was that was that was how that's how terrible wrestling was back then. Oh man, I mean, <clears throat> I mean the storylines are just like crazy sometimes. Don, what's like the craziest or some of the craziest storylines you've like? You're just like, what what are they doing? Oh my goodness, crazy. Um, I, well, I know I didn't experience it firsthand, but mm-hmm. that Nexus storyline. That just looks stupid to me. The Nexus one? Yeah, the Nexus looks stupid to me. I don't know. Don, you experienced the first thing. How do you feel about the Nexus? Me, I think it's really stupid. Yeah. What, what, stupid. What, what was stupid about it? And like, how could they have made it better? Well, they had, they, 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 I think, it, I started, who was the leader when it started off? Was it? Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett. And then it went from Wade Barrett, then it went to, um, what is the bull name? I CM Punk know. was the leader after Wade Barrett. Yeah. And and they had they had Bray Wyatt in there. He was he was known as Husky Harris. <laughs> that was his first name, Husky Harris. Oh. Well, now I now remember that my my horrible storyline, Bobby Lashley and Lana. Oh man, oh that was. 
I think I think I stopped watching for a while then, because I, I I left wrestling for a while. Like I was just like, yeah, nah. This I I left, I left probably like around two thousand three. I was just like, you know I'm saying like two thousand two. I left. Yeah. Soon as, like, soon as uh Brock Lesnar got there, I left. I was like, yeah, like around that like time, and then like I wasn't feeling John Cena when he first came in. I was like, I was like, look at this white dude trying to be black and all this stuff, and it's like that's the character, like that's the character you let him come in as, and he's this rapping guy. And everything, and I was just like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling this. I'm done." And and then, especially by that time, I mean, way before that time, I knew. But I was like, "I was like, this ain't real." I was like, "Yeah, I'm not. I'm definitely not tuned into this no more." I was like, "You ain't got me." I was like, "Stone Cold and The Rock were on. They declined. I think The Rock was leaving by then." Man, I was like, "Yeah, I'm Rock cool." Was a movie man after that. Yeah. And then the, the thing, um, the thing, it, it just wasn't as funny no more. Like Jericho was still trying to be entertaining, but it, yeah. it, it wasn't as funny, and it started to get too predictable. When I, when my, I, you know, I sat down and watched it like a couple years later with my little cousin, and he was all hype, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Hulk Hogan coming on this one." He was like, "Ain't no Hulk Hogan gonna be here." Sure enough, Hulk Hogan came right out. He was like, "How'd you know that?" I was like, "They, they gave you two hints on it. All you gotta do is give you two hints. You gonna know who coming out." Yeah. But one of one of my terrible uh, storylines, I got. All right, I, I probably got a couple, but yeah, go um, for it now. Nah, go for it all. The first one that I could think of, this is like kind of a new school one, uh, with, with uh, King Barrett. This is before he was King, wasn't it? You know, King Corbin. Oh, yeah. Baron Corbin. Yeah. I like this is back when he had the long hair. He was a long wolf. He won money in the bank. Yeah. He had just won money in the bank. And I remember they was, uh, they had two different shows for SummerSlam. I mean, they had two different situations for SummerSlam. Whereas though he could have went and cashed in, and I was like, you know what? And he was on SmackDown. I was like, he should go cash in during the Raw, uh, sure. during the Raw uh, title fight, mm-hmm. and then he go there and beat them since it's a four way. Well, I think it was a five four way, five way fight. Yeah, four way that. Yeah, four way fight. I said they gonna be tired. He go cash in on that. He can win the Raw belt, and then that long wolf shit that he got going on will actually work because. Yeah. He'd be on both shows. Mm-hmm. He'd be the lone wolf. He'd be on both shows. Well, I guess they ain't like him. They took the took the money in the bank from him a week before SummerSlam. <laughs> I just didn't understand. I was like, that was stupid. I was like, why did they do that? I, it, just, yeah. it didn't make sense to me. And uh, the other one is is Samoa Joe. Mm. I, don't know, I don't know what they doing with Samoa Joe. Uh, they kind of, to me, they kind of treated him like they did Taz back in the day. Which yeah. Is another storyline that I thought was bad. So I don't, I don't know. There's some answers I would love to get from WWE about certain wrestlers. Oh, go ahead, Dalton. Also, I mean, I did miss Baron Corbin's um, Lone Wolf gimmick, though. I didn't like him when they gave him the constable gimmick. Yeah. Yeah, all, all his gimmicks have been like horrible to me. And I, I hated the recent one they did when he was like throwing dog food on Roman Reigns and everything. I was like, "This is what we're doing, like, like dog food." Like, we're in. I think this was like 2019. So I mean, you know, the, the old cliche of like, "We in 2019. This is what we're doing, like throwing handcuffing a man to the ring post <laughs> and then throwing dog food on him because we because you call him the big dog." And also, um. I don't like this R-Truth 24-7 championship. 
Oh, talk about it. Talk about it, Dalton. Tell us tell us about it. Go ahead. Go in on go in on twenty four seven championship. That twenty seven twenty four seven championship is more like a joke. It's more like a jobbers. Our truth keeps winning all the time. But what it's, you what it, you Oh, go ahead. And when Maria like she she was pregnant at that time, I didn't like when she won that time when that happened. Yeah. What do you think they should do with it? Personally, I think they should get rid of it. Mm. But I will say uh, this though. But one promise is not a TD fourteen. They should bring back hardcore championship. Well, they like, can't. Oh, they can't. They can't do hardcore championship. It'd be nice. I'm saying it cannot happen because of the PG era. Yeah. I agree. They can't do that. But that's what they try to do. They try to make it a softer version of the hardcore championship. And the hardcore championship though was like it was hilarious. Like a lot of the setups, like I remember when Molly Holly won it, like I forget who had it, but they like they were asleep. And like she like pinned the person and got them oh. while they while they were asleep. It was Gerald Grisco pinning Crash Holly while Crash was asleep. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Yeah, I knew somebody was asleep. I was just like I was like, Oh, they really creeping. It feels like they just tried way much more back then, like to even if they made a bad storyline, at least they like tried something. I know the 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 big scheme of like what they what a lot of people don't like and what they say is the biggest fail for WWE is the uh, invasion storyline. What invasion storyline? Like the invasion, like when WCW ECW was coming in. Oh, okay. I, I mean, it's because they didn't have they didn't have enough to do with all those wrestlers. Yeah, they, well, they didn't have the top stars. Like they didn't have the Goldberg, the Stings. Uh, and all of them Yeah. Because well, a lot of them are still getting paid. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because they just had checks and they're like, oh, well, nah, I ain't, I ain't going on. And I mean, and I mean, like, Sting had brand loyalty. He was like, oh, nah. Like, I mean, it took Sting forever to finally come over to WWE and everything. So it was just, it was like super wild just in the notion of like what he was doing and how he was doing it. I mean, because he was WCW. Like, 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 uh, the Undertaker is, uh, WWF or WWE. That's why we was waiting for that fight five years ago, but Sting got injured. Man, that match would have been amazing. So speaking of matches, what would be your dream match? Like, and so like, I'm, I'm gonna put it like this. You can, you can go, you can make it a, a four way match. You can make a tag team. You can make it whatever. You can have whatever stipulation. You could take them from whatever era. But what would be a dream match for you? Wow. That's a good one. I got a few of them, though. Okay, well, Dalton, give them to us. Deontay versus Sting at Hell in a Cell. Oh. Okay. The, um, Eddie Grill versus AJ Styles. Ooh. Wow. Ooh, gee, Jesus. Okay, Dalton coming with him. Card Angle versus Johnny Gargano in a submission match. Mm. Well, there's a match I really want to see. Yes, we all see it though, but we didn't. See, it was it was kind of short short time though. Mm-hmm. But Batista versus Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner. <laughs> yeah, forget oh, yeah, all the drugs. Yeah, you got. Yeah, you got to get WCW Scott Steiner. Yeah, WCW yeah. Scott Steiner versus Batista. I mean, yes, yeah. we we saw that before though, but it was kind of ruining. Where they shouldn't, but at like SummerSlam, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's just that's just a bunch of muscle. But I mean, I think I think in that match, I would give it to Batista. Now I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you the match that I always wanted to see because this is like the ongoing argument when I bring this up. I want the Steiner brothers to go against the Road Warriors to go against 3D. Wow. Those are my top three tag teams right there. And I got 3D at number one. Like, I'm not debating it, but I'm like, just imagining that matchup would be crazy. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, like... I mean, and like none of them are like 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 fast, fast. So I mean, it's nothing like it. Nothing be like oh, like I'd be afraid for them. Like if the Hardys were in there, like I mean, but I mean that yeah, that that would be that would be pretty good. Yeah, I like true tag teams. I don't like tag teams. I don't like the made up tag teams. I like true tag teams. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. I feel you. I mean, because like I mean, Legion of Doom. I mean, it's definitely you know. I mean, I mean the the Road Warriors are definitely like one of my. Favorite tag teams and everything, and and it's sad because I mean tag teams, especially in this era, don't get a lot of play um, and everything. I mean, like I mean we had back in the day. I mean there was a lot of makeshift tag teams. I mean you had the Rock and Sock Connection. Right, um, I, I didn't like that one. Like I, mean, I would uh, like okay, they're a legitimate tag team, but I wouldn't put them in my top five. I don't even think they go in my top ten. I mean if, if you just talk about tag teams, like they're in the top ten, but like. Real functional tag teams, like then you got the brothers of destruction. Yeah. You know. Um New Age Outlaw. New Age. I love New Age Outlaws. They ain't care. They was ready to fight anybody. I love the New Age Outlaw. Well, APA. APA. Bradshaw, but Bradshaw and uh was a good tag team. Yeah. I mean I they just they, they just never used them enough. Man, like they had a they had a weird storyline. They they were just supposed to just beat people up. Yeah, I mean they were just always just bullies. And, Edge and, and Christian. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean Edge and Christian. I mean, is a classic. I mean, they're right there with the Hardys. Um. So. I yeah, mean, that was I, the first time I seen somebody come out the next day and get a standing ovation. They got to stand. All three of them tag teams got a standing ovation for that TLC. Man, them mat them matches were crazy. I've never seen nobody get a standing ovation from the crowd. I'm like, I mean, what Matt, what Jeff Hardy was doing was just ridiculous. Like, I'm like, a human shouldn't be able to do all of that, <clears throat> and then walk. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Then you had Edge and Christian with the uh, concerto, which is up here giving concussions out like it ain't nobody's problem. They still do that now. I'm just like, it's 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 wild. But I do, like the thing about tag, I did love the tag teams when people were forced to be tag team tag team partners. Like when the Rock and Stone Code had to be tag team partners. Just that they they worked, but like that tension was there. And then especially like when they would do those weird like matches when they would like tag like the Rock and Stone Code up against like Triple H and Undertaker when they all got matches at the next pay per view. Yeah. I think they they uh, made the rock and um the rock. I think they made the rock and, and Kurt Angle be tag team partners, and they ain't like each other either. Yeah, and then I mean it happened at the Survivor Series when uh when Chris Jericho turned his back on the Rock. Oh snap! I forgot all about that. Yeah, because the Rock was tag team partner with Chris Jericho that time. I forgot all about that. I remember the time. Remember Rock and Sock and uh. 
Uh, Mick Foley thought that the um, the Rock threw his book away. He didn't read it. <laughs> yeah. And so he stopped being friends with him. Oh man, that was crazy. I mean, I mean, them story and and transformation of mankind was crazy. Like for him to go from mankind to Mick Foley, like Cactus Jack, do love, yeah, do love. What was there another one? Do love on the title. Do. <laughs> I mean, I know Mick Foley just had to be like, and then the, the old, uh, the old Jim Ross line that that's Mrs. Foley's boy. Yeah, he's killing me. That's Mrs. Foley's boy. One, one of one of the I don't know if you got to catch the storyline or not. I think it was. I think, uh, but um, the uh, I did it for the Rock. <laughs> I um, I did hear about that though. I mean, not like when I saw clips, I saw like Rakish E. Run over Stone Cone. Yeah. The rock. I mean, I may miss on TV though, but I did get to see the clips oh, okay. of it. I, I didn't I didn't understand it. Uh, it didn't make sense that it was Rikishi. Well, Triple H paid him off. Yeah, I I understand that now. But when they kept saying it was somebody with blonde hair, I said it gotta be Billy Gunn. <laughs> That, but that that whole storyline was just crazy, and then like I mean, how they really painted it though, like it was the rocket. It's like who, like Triple H is like who profited the most and all this stuff. And it was like, actually him. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually him. That was the crazy thing about it. He profited the most. Like 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 the great rock said, or is it gonna be the game? Ah. Yeah, <laughs> The one thing, like going back and watching wrestling now, like the the younger, I mean the the being older and watching like the old school stuff is, I've lost a lot of respect for Triple H, because Triple H was never by himself, never. Yeah, but I, I can't say I lost a lot of respect for him because he also was uh, the only one that took all the punishment. No, no true. Uh, no, no, no. I, I agree with all of that, but he always had a connection with him. He like he came in, he had China. Then like DX basically formed. And then like he was in the corporate ministry. He was all then he was with the McMahons just forever. Like he was never it was never just Triple H like out here having to do it by myself. Yeah. You're right. And before he started dating China, I mean he was like a jobber when he got destroyed by Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania. He said that was the worst match he ever had. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Yeah. Yeah. Back when he used to, he didn't used to come down the ring. He used to sit in the audience. Used to oh, I don't, I don't remember that one at all. Yeah, he used to sit in the audience back then. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's crazy. And then he was in WCW, and then I know, but that lasted like a short minute. He went to WCW? No, he was in, before he got to WWF, he was at, he was in WCW. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. How did you feel back then when you seen Scott Hall and Kevin Nash in WCW? I didn't know what was happening. I was like, how does that happen? I was like, I was literally like, how do, how do people go from one thing to another thing? I was shocked too. And then they kept saying um, they didn't leave. You know, they made up a, a fake Triple A, I mean, a fake uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, something ain't right here. What is going on? I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Something ain't right. Somebody got to tell me something. Like, it, it, ain't none of this making sense. 
And then they was like, well, we got a third member. Did you think the third member was Hulk Hogan? No, no, not 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 at all. Not not at all. Man, okay, so, so I, I got I gotta show y'all this. You you have to see this Triple H and WCW. Yeah, I never knew Triple H and WCW. And damn, he looked like one of them too. <laughs> if if you look, had everybody go with that same look. Yeah, if if you listen to this, make sure you go and just Google search, ask Siri or whatever. Triple H WCW, you would be pleasantly surprised. But like, but like Dennis said, he looks like a WCW character. He made me yeah. It looked like he hung out with Dusty Rhodes for for two weeks. That's what it looked like. I mean, in a sense, he looks like a long-haired uh, Lex Luger. Right. I had to agree with that one. So, so I mean that, bro. Like, I mean, I, I still like Triple H. I mean, I like him, but it's like, what? When I realized, I was like, bro, he was never alone. It just threw me off. I was like, because like the Stone Cold was always by himself, and like Stone Cold would get beat up, and you just hoping like the Rock have the heart tonight to like come and help him if he's not the one beating him up or whatever. Right, like, somebody helping. Because th- those were always the suspenseful moments at the end of the shows. Like, is somebody gonna come out? Because like the Rock and Stone Cold which I feel, honestly, are the two pillars of, of wrestling. I know you can't get there without uh, Hulk Hogan, but those two went to another level, and you'll never get two people like that again, like, at the same time. I, I might I might have to sit here and say that if it wasn't for Stone Cold's act, WWF would have been gone, and WCW is what we would have been watching right now. Mm. If it wasn't for because because see, um, WCW was always supposed to be the grown man wrestling. Yeah, it's supposed to be the grown man wrestling. Like with all, all the you know people like our age now that watch wrestling, this is what you watch. You watch WCW. If you wanted to watch the kiddie stuff, you watch WWE. <laughs> That's what they were saying. But then they they made the change. They got they started being, uh, they, they started having girls show they show they puppies. They started having, um, you know, Vince McMahon kept getting beat up by Stone Cold, which yeah. in reality is a lot of people in the world that want to beat their beat they boss up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Horrible so when they watched Stone Cold do it, it was like relief. Mm-hmm. How, well, how do you feel about Stone Cold, Dalton? Honestly, he's a great wrestler. I mean, he's tough as SOB. For the character, though, like, what, what do you think about the character? Just That's what I'm saying, though. I like his character, though. Yeah. Man, that's what I'm saying. I like about him, his character, though. Like what Dan said, I mean, he's always been a boss. Man. Yeah, because at first he just came in with the Million Dollar Man, and you like, oh, here go the Million Dollar Man with these people. And here you go. Look, but no, oh yeah, no, because that he did have a submission in it, because he, he he would use the Million Dollar Dream. Yeah. And, I, I, you, and then he uh, his, his his finisher was he'll uh, he'll pick you up so your neck hit the ropes. Like yeah, like if you go back and watch some of his matches, he'll do it. And some of his big matches, he'll still do it. Yeah. Let your neck and hit the ropes, and then he'll go ahead and pin you. Which was a stupid finisher. That's why he didn't work out in WCW. But he blamed that on uh he blamed that on Dusty Rhodes. And he didn't work out in um he didn't work out in ECW. But it worked out when he got to WWF. Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, he was willing to do the stuff, but that, that Austin three sixteen, 
Yeah, that shocked the world. Man, that that took off like nothing. And like, and then like you see the rock transformation from coming in from how he came in, looking mm-hmm. like Tatanka Part Two. Right. Yeah. And then he transformed to like what he was and everything. And then right, really developing that. I mean, and that's the beautiful thing. Like, I mean, it's, it's art. Like, I mean, like a lot of times you all probably heard this is, you know, wrestling is male soap opera, um, um, in that sense and everything. And so just that art of being able to like go from like what the rock was to like what he became and everything and how he transformed the same for stone cold. Cause all of them had to transform and develop at some ways. I think the only person who was like always the same person is like, when I think about it, it's like Ric Flair. Ric Flair has like always been the same person. Oh, don't forget, uh, gold dust. Well, no, nah, but gold, I mean, but gold dust was his, his self for uh, some point in time though, as well. He was just dusty Rhodes. Dustin, Dustin Rhodes. Dustin. Yeah. I like oh. him as Dustin Rhodes. But then, I mean, but then he, I mean, he was, he took Goldust and developed that and everything. But I think Ric Flair has been like the one person who has always been like the same stable. And I mean, even Sting switched up. Sting used to be the California kid, like with the face paint, yeah. the high top bleach blonde hair, and then went into Crow Sting. And I love Crow Sting. I didn't because he would sit up there in the bleachers like, like we talking right now and did this. Yeah, I think it was at least three shows. He just sat up there and ain't say nothing. Like, hey, that's that's the suspense, bro. I'm like, I, man, you got to get down there and beat the NWO up. One of my favorite Sting moments is the one when all them fake Sting started coming out at at, at uh, NWO, and they were just beating them up. And then like they got to the one and he didn't go nowhere. And right. it's like that Sting. They they did start beating up a bunch of them. They did. I, I have to, that was a good Sting moment. I would have to say uh, him coming into the WWE was a, a real good moment. I just like Survivor Series when he came out of nowhere. Yeah, that was that was a good moment. Um, what was another one of my favorite Sting moments? Oh, he had to have a surprise tag team partner. They just they they had a question mark next to him. He needed a tag team partner, <laughs> and with nobody tag team with him. And his tag team partner ended up being Booker T. Oh, wow. I'm about to go back and see that one. I don't remember that one. Yeah, his tag team partner ended up being Booker T. Oh, see, like I they, like Harlem Heat is in my in my tops of of tag teams. Like Harlem Heat was like Harlem Heat in your tops of tag teams. Yeah, they did. They in my top five. Like I, I love plus I love the music though too. Like I love the Harlem Heat intro music. So and so I I know we were gonna get there eventually. But like your your favorite intro music, like your favorite wrestler's intro music. I'm gonna give you a curveball. I'm gonna go with Sandman. Sandman. Sandman had the uh, you know, ECW was allowed to have whatever music they want. It was a little <laughs> different. So Sandman had the 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 the, the Sandman song from mm-hmm. um, what's the name of that damn band? I can't remember the name of the band, but like they had he had the Sandman song playing uh in the start of do 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 and he came out to that. Hey, was you asking me about the favorite interesting song, Doug? Yeah, 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 yeah. Randy Orton voices. Oh, you like that song? Yeah, that's a good one. Like I, I am. So the song is called Nightmares. The Sandman song? No, it's called Sandman. Oh, okay. 
And okay, I'm just, now I'm just checking. I'm trying to look it up, so you I didn't. Let me just type in Sandman. It's, uh, I forgot who forgot who the people that sing it though. I just I can't think right now. No, oh, okay. I, oh, my I, favorite Sting moment is like when he debuted WWE and push a Saffron statue. Oh yeah, in the trash in the uh, in the uh, uh, dumpster. Yeah, he pushed it right in there. I remember that. No, nah, that's they that's gave funny. Seth Rollins the statue like the bull. Uh, I can't think of his name either. Is it Metallica? Metallica. Okay. Sandman, you want black? Well, no, nah, I, I, I ain't trying to get no like. I ain't trying to get oh. nobody coming after me, you know. And you're right. We ain't even yeah, we, we, we ain't there yet. Like we can't do that. So my favorite, and this is because I've been watching like old Wrestle old WrestleManias and everything. So uh-huh. my, my, huh? My my favorite my favorite mu- intro music has changed, but it is it is Ted DiBiase. I love his intro music. Ted DiBiase, okay. Like like it's like money 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 money, and then he's laughing at it and everything, and then narrating like, bro. I looked up the video just to literally watch it on YouTube, and I was just sitting there like. I don't know when or where I will do some intro stuff again in my life, but I am coming out to that at some point, somewhere, even if it's for a birthday or something. I love the, the Ted DiBiase's. I, I like that one. I, I like uh, Shane McMahon's joint, um, the money joint. Here comes the money. Yeah. I like that joint. I like AJ Styles' joint, too. Yeah, AJ, I, yeah. I don't know who does his. AJ, like the first time I heard AJ, I was like, I was like, who hip hop album is that? I, was like, <laughs> I said the same thing. I was like, oh, who that? You know what I mean? He came out. He had the hood on. They don't want none. I was like, I was like, what is that? Some New York music? Like, no, it sounded like it was some. It was some ATL music. And I was sitting. I was like, okay, I like this drum. Like that, yeah, no, his, that, like, the like I heard it, and I was like, I didn't even think it was, like, wrestling intro music, like, because, I mean, you can tell sometimes, like, wrestling intro music, like, if you just randomly hear it, but I was like, I was like, oh, that's a song song, I was like, I was like, oh, that's somebody intro music? So, so, no, AJ, AJ Style has a good one, like, I'm not, I'm not, bi- I, I like the, the, what the words say in Randy Orton's, but I'm not like, I'm like, oh, my God, like. I'm hoping they change Raymond Ro- uh, Roman Reigns' music. Like he needs some new music. I used to like how the Usos came out because they used to do the uh, Honka dance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, day one ish. I'm down with day one ish. So I mean, like they. they I'm trying to think. Uh, old school music. I am a real American. That don't always get me. Oh uh, yeah, now that Ultimate Warrior music get me because that's just hype from the jump. Like. I mean, the man ran down. Do to make the... you start running down some Because <laughs> just from the jump, when the music hits, you just feel like just running, like, just running. Dun, like, dun, and then like he, then he shaking the ropes and everything. I would fake shake the ropes at home and everything. Like he was just energy. What Hulk Hogan had me ripping shirts. I got my with <laughs> or ripping shirts. I'm in the crib just. Ah! <laughs> you don't even know, man. Just getting my ass with ripping bruh, shit. I, bruh, I would put my little brothers and sisters in the torture rack so many times trying to be Lex Luger because like, it was like a simple move to do. Like, just, yeah. like w- really, when you're just stretching their obliques out. <laughs> I would, uh, 
Uh, you know, you know, it was always my go-to move. Somebody starts saying some crazy stuff. I put them in a bob back in the chicken wing. Oh quit. wow! Oh, woo! Put them in a bob back in the chicken wing. Quit! Like, oh, 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 what? <laughs> 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 and and then every now and then you got lucky, or at least I think I put somebody in a figure four like once. The figure four can really do some damage if you like really. If you like, Not just that. Don't you get turned over? You put <laughs> I don't know what it is about you getting turned over that makes it hurt you, yo. I was like, yo, why does this joint hurt so much when we turned over? Like, what the hell? Dalton, what's some of the moves you was breaking out as a kid? Break the moves out of the kid? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, uh, oh, you just choke slamming people? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, when, when, you, when you're tall, you can just choke slam the world, so. Or Stone Cold Stunner. See, I, I never messed with the Stunner because I was like, I just don't want nothing to happen. I was like... <laughs> Super kick, uh, super kick everybody. Yeah, super kick is all. I mean, super kick is always a, always a good one to go super to. So everybody. and everything. So, and I mean, and, and the stuff they do now, like, bro, it's like so. Because I started watching more consistently now. Um, just maybe a couple years ago. Um, bro, the athleticism. Like, I was telling some friends about it who don't watch wrestling anymore. But I was like, I was like, bro, you got people out here my size being the Hardys. Like, what Big E can do and Keith Lee. Keith Lee, child. Bruh. Rope, did that boy do a second rope moonsault? Which don't surprise me because Vader, Vader used to do a moonsault. Yeah. Vader was 450 pounds. Well, and I mean, I mean, Brock Lesnar did one. I mean, he botched it, but he did one. No, he tried to do a 450. It was shooting star press that time. Shooting oh, yeah, no, yeah, the shooting star press, true. yeah, against Anger. Almost broke his neck. I was like, I was like, I was like he, he was too confident in his abilities there and everything. So, but yeah, then, then like they do these apron power bombs and like. Yeah, they stopped that apron power bomb. Nah, they, they still, nah, I just, I just saw that like last week. Oh, uh, that's how Sting got injured. Cause they, uh, well, they really put it back in. Cause, um, Daniel Bryan just got a power bomb like that on the apron last week. He can't get power bomb like that. He just came from a neck injury <laughs> that had him off of you. That's what I'll be saying. Like certain, like because it, it, it's weird to me how they eliminate moves and then bring them back. Like yeah. the punt, the punt was eliminated. Then they brought that back. Yeah. Then the curve stomp was, curve was, stomp was eliminated. Curve stomp was eliminated. Yeah, they brought that back. Now when they gonna bring back Kevin Owens joint, the push up power bomb? Well, they, he's using pop up power bomb, but he's actually using like sit down pop up power bomb. Oh. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, that's basically what Keith Lee do with that spirit bomb. <laughs> I just understand. Keith Lee up here. Keith Lee. But, the, like, the wrestler who, like, really amazed me, like, when I first saw what he was doing is Big E. Big E, I am all here for a real Big E push because Big E is ridiculous athletic. I think it's coming. Like, even, though I, even though I hate the New Day special, the up, up, down, down. Yeah. I think that's the the dumbest special ever. <laughs> I do. Oh man, when I saw him in that Hell in a Cell match against the Usos, yeah, Big Big E is a uh, man. He's incredible. Like, I don't he, think that was the match that made me a Big E fan. I, I think it was uh, when they uh, when they had the fight for they had the fight. They had to prove that they was an a a list. Tag team, so um, the bull could go to WrestleMania and fight Dan Dan Bryan. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name right now. 
Kofi Kingston. Oh, okay. So Kofi Kingston go and and he had to um fight Daniel Bryan. Oh that, yeah, that when, oh yeah, when when Vince put him through that gauntlet. Yeah. That's when I was like, yeah, that, that's a real tag team right there. Yeah. Them bulls is legit. So so what are you liking now, Dalton, in, in, in the current era of wrestling? Like what are they calling this in this this era currently? Saved by the bell, that's what they should call. <laughs> More like PG era. The PG era? Oh. But but what are you what are you enjoying in this new era that they have? If anything, I mean, maybe you don't enjoy anything. I mean, it was already late, though. I mean, when Kofi Kingston won a W championship, finally it took him 11 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, w- I would say uh, The Fiend, The Fiend is, is, and I like how they put what you call him in there, too. Uh, what's that girl name? Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I like how she got her little Fiend situation going. Oh, yeah, I do like that, too. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely. I'm. I am loving the whole Roman's Reigns thing. Like, I. I truly am the tribal chief, and especially if they're saying like, but I don't know if it can go where. Like, there was rumors of the big thing being like potentially a him and the Rock match, and I guess like he would have to put the Rock down. Because like, if the families, if the family put him at the head of the table, that means even the Rock would have to fall in line unless the Rock is like. Head of table above him, which I would, which would make sense. So, I think they should have Samoa Joe fight Roman Reigns. I mean, that would be a good match. Because I know Samoa Joe would choke his ass out. <laughs> Samoa Joe is so violent, like yeah. I mean, when I watch Samoa Joe fight, I sometimes I think I'd be like, he don't know that this is like not like scripted kind of stuff, like right. Oh yes, yeah, speaking of Samoa Joe, like his muscle buster, they banned his move. Mm. Wait, which one? That uh, that 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 kind of joint that he do like that when he be slamming the hell out of people. Yeah, like when he carry him like on his shoulders and like when he has him like this and he's carrying him and it's like, oh yeah, almost like a almost like an upside down DDT or something. Like yeah, that don't surprise me. They they uh they they cancel a lot of moves. Yeah. But I would like, yeah, I would like to see Samoa Joe come back while this head of table stuff going on and choke Roman Reigns' ass out. See, it'd be intriguing because how would they bring? I'm just, I'm just intrigued. Like, how would they bring him in with him also being Samoan? And then, but like, but he's not that bloodline. So is it just like now you starting like he's not, he's not in the bloodline at all? I don't know if he's in their bloodline though, like family. Like, I don't know if they're just going always, like. I always go back to what I remember. What you call him? Always said, um. What's that boy? Uh, uh, Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. He was like, "You're the only Samoan that they all don't like." <laughs> That's what I, remember. <laughs> I remember he said that. He said, "You're the only one that they all don't like." So, see, so see, that'd be my question: Like, would he be in the tribe, or is he out of the like? I, I'm down for the feud, but it's like, because you know, I mean, Samoa Joe just ain't gonna fall in line. So, right, and then you got to get the, the other two, the, uh, the AOP. Oh yeah, what? them two big motherfuckers. They Samoan? I thought they were. Um, they not like, Samoan? I thought they were like Israeli or like Pakistani. They look Samoan. I thought they had the tattoo. Um, they might be. I mean, you know, they. I mean, they cover Yokozuna being Japanese. So I mean, <laughs> they had me going. I didn't even know he was Samoan <laughs> until 
I'm gonna keep real to about five years ago. No, same here, bro. Same here. <laughs> I did not know if, if it wasn't for Paul Heyman saying, "Oh, Yokozuna is related to Roman Reigns." I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought he was a sumo wrestler. I thought he was Chinese. Actually, Akam is a uh, Canadian, and Razor is Dutch. Actually. Oh, okay. All right. All right. They're not some more. Right? So, but no, Brad, no, no, I'm the same way because I recently, that was, it, that's new information, like you said, within the last five years, I think that, that, that Yokozuna was not Japanese. He got the flag and everything. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi, like Mr. Fuji. Right. Oh, like that, that, that'd be like if we would have found out like Lex, like uh, Lex Luger was like Australian or something, like. Even though it wouldn't, that, that wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me on that because it wouldn't surprise me. But it's like just the way that they like played it, or if like like or if like Sergeant Slaughter really would have been from Russia. <laughs> if Sergeant Slaughter was, but yeah, or, or Sergeant Slaughter was uh, um uh he was Canadian all this time. Like wait a minute, <laughs> wait, like, wait a minute, motherfucker. <laughs> like, Y'all just killing me with this shit. <laughs> like, that would be hilarious. So I just... <laughs> well, fucking Hexaw Jim Duggan was from fucking uh, Germany. Hold the fuck up. <laughs> no, no, no. You make Hexaw Jim Duggan from, like, Mexico. <laughs> right. Hold the fuck up. Talk about some ho. <laughs> I'm gonna carry a flag around here. Y'all ain't shit. Uh, you you you'll get this probably, uh, uh, Dennis. Uh, I don't know, but whenever I thought of Hacksaw Jim Duggan, I thought of uh, Captain Caveman, the cartoon. Right, right. <laughs> he just walking around the flat. Huh. I used to think he was related to the Bushwhackers, though. Oh, that, I mean that makes sense, bro. Like, oh my god. I, now I'm have to go. I, I now I got to just like at some point in time go look up where, where these people are from because. Right. I mean, if they did it with Yokozuna, I mean, it could be. They had us going. Like, like you find out, like Bret Hart is like actually from like Miami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he really, he really Canadian. Man. Their, their backstory. No, no, no. I know. I'm just saying it'd just be funny. Like if, like you know, the Hart family actually wasn't from Canada. They were from a small town in Miami. <laughs> a whole family. Speaking about Yokozuna. I I saw on YouTube though, like the part when Lex Luger body slammed him. Yeah, I, I think I I think I actually was watching that live when that happened. I think. Because yeah, then they, remember this is the thing about it that, that messed me up. They let Yokozuna have time to eat. I said, hold on, so somebody got to pick him up after he eat. I'm like, hold up, man, ain't cheating, yo. I was like, ain't cheating. <laughs> Bad enough, it's hard to pick him up. You had to wait to after he eat too. Cause what they what they had him come in on a chopper and everything and just land and then like get out is like I mean I remember it though like like it was yesterday but that was it was it was definitely crazy. I, man. I, just, I remember he had jeans on. Yeah, jeans. Yeah, he had jeans on. Yeah, no, yeah. Like 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 I mean I mean another sad career. I mean he could have all them roids and everything like. I always remember though him with them damn resistant bands and everything before the matches, like um, just just trying to pump all trying trying to flex and everything on the cameras. I just I couldn't believe that he killed Miss Elizabeth. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he killed Miss. Think that what happened, dog? What happened was before, somehow 
I well, what happened was like he punched her in the eye, and she died of drugs overdose. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, this is and I can't believe so many of them died though of like heart situations. It's yeah. Like, Mr. Man, was you a drug dealer too? Like, what the fuck going on? I mean, he was. I mean, he was in that steroids case and everything, and then Hulk Hogan went to bat for him to cover him and everything. So, I mean, because I mean, I mean, Macho Man died like behind the wheel, like passed out, and I think had a heart attack and then crashed and died. Uh, they said, "What you call him?" Um, if you ever get a chance to get the WWE Network, because you probably won't see this nowhere else. But they had a, a TV show called The Legends House before Roddy Piper died. Mm-hmm. And then on the TV show, The Legends House, they were showing, you know, they was telling stories that that was never told. Mm. Um, Hexall Jim Duggan was there. He was telling how he got so drunk that he went off the side of a mountain or street or something like that and killed the girl that was in the car with him. Jesus. Yeah. Not like I mean, I, I mean, I always fear like, especially once I got older. Like I, I always feared for those guys because I was like, to go to a normal life from like selling out arenas and people calling your name. Like everybody can't handle that transition. Some of them just broke as hell now. Like Virgil, Virgil keep trying to sell NWO merchandise, to make <laughs> money because ain't nobody else gonna buy his stuff. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they live so much in the moment that, like, I mean, they don't think about the, the distance and everything. And that's why you do, like, the steroids and all that stuff. But it's like, but even just, I think of, like, the psyche of going from that to, like, no, just normal life. It's like, I mean, that has to be daunting. Yeah. And that's why Hulk Hogan always pop up every now and then. That's why Ric Flair, I feel like they are them ego guys where it's like I just I just gotta go back for that pop and that's one of the things I don't like about WWE right now is in the sense of like they always want to bring back the, the legends to try to try to like like get that pop again and draw people in but I'm like bro like ain't nobody look looking for them like that no more like build up your your now roster well I'm not looking I would like for them to come in and be referees or managers or they could come in and be uh do cameos they could come in and be fucking uh, commissioners. I don't yeah. care. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to see you wrestle. No. <laughs> That's it. Like I, like I don't. So, I mean, I know we, we, we went down a little dark path of the wrestling, but I mean, it's real. Like, people, you listen to this, like, open your eyes. If you don't know, now you know. But, this is I mean, podcast. you know, it's, it's entertainment. I mean, it's entertainment. So, I mean, there's always a dark side to any kind of entertainment. I mean, whatever loved one stuff that you that you look out so fellas um as we get ready to close out um one of my things i love to do on here is just a segment called what you digging on and so basically it's just whatever what's what's something you digging on right now just in your life like dennis uh go ahead like what's something you digging on right now um i think one of the things that i'm digging on right now is uh i'm trying to get more out there in my city so my whole city knows the Ignite Thinker podcast. So where, where are you at? Let them know. Where Philadelphia. I'm sorry. I'm in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm trying to get more known locally, so then I can grow globally. Okay. That's what I'm. That's what I'm digging on. All right, Dalton. What you digging on, man? Nothing really. 
Well, the good news is I'm about to be back coaching Special Olympics pretty soon. Oh, cool. That That is dope. I'm going to have to connect you with one of my friends. He does a Special Olympics workout here. So I had to going to have to connect y'all. And he's a wrestling fan as well. So he put on, he actually put on, well, the, the, the job I'm at, he put on a, a WrestleMania fundraiser for Make-A-Wish and everything um, a couple of years ago. So that was super dope. I got to be the commissioner of of the show and everything. So like super dope, fun time and everything. So that's super dope. So before we close out, I got to give y'all y'all space to plug what you're doing. I mean, you talked about it a little bit, Dennis, but let them know. They, tell them about the podcast, what you're doing, where you're at and everything. I'm um, on all platforms. Listen, the Ignorant Thinker podcast is on all platforms that have a podcast. I'm on all of them except for SoundCloud. Um, but like I said, if, if you want to listen to my podcast, don't be ashamed. Go ahead, uh, subscribe to any one of them. I got a new show to come out every Tuesday. Talk you is Tuesday. I'm, I'm on a bunch of podcasts, though. I'm on The Vault. <laughs> Talk you is Tuesday. I'm on um, Stay Tuned. I'm also uh, popping on Monday Night Madness. Um, on Sunday mornings, I'm without your league sports. Every Sunday morning, we do a live internet radio show. So I, I, I love that. I love doing that show, live internet radio show for two hours where we talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. All right. Y'all check him out. Holler at him. If you in, if you in the Philly area or Pennsylvania all together, yes. holler at him, let him know, and let your boy blow up on the East Coast. Dalton, right. what you got for us, man? Well, every – well, every other Sundays when Master Pavey comes on, we do Draw You Show. And I popped up on Family Show. I popped up Money Madness. I do Rise Up Man Down Trivia Show. Yeah, which be on, I'll be on that too. Yeah. All right. So, Dalton, other places too. So, oh, and, yeah, and sometimes sorry. I do go on Talk Ish Tuesday. Yes. And I'm sorry. Let me give a shout out to the Rise Up Sports family. And the stay tuned family for let me be who I am. Yeah, shout out to Razzle family and stay tuned. Hey, we all out here. We all giving love and support. We out here dropping elbows off of the top rope like Shane McMahon. And then we giving them, to me, the best, uh, not suplex, Jesus, what's the, 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 the best body slam to me is Gold Dust. Like, Dustin Rose had, like, I, people say Randy Orton. Randy Orton close, though. I got he, he close. He close, but, but that, that so Rose I'm boy. I would say Gold Dust. Gold, Gold Dust got it because that snap be quick. So. That snap be quick. <laughs> and it be oh. looking like his head going to hit the ground, but it don't. It be like, I'm like. Damn, he got that shit down. He, he, he scoop him up real nice and put him in that package and lay him down. So with that, fellas, thank you so much for being on. This just be the first time, I'm sure. So y'all listening, you know, go check them out as well. Leave a like, leave a review for this episode, and holla at your boy. It's the Dig on Doug Podcast. Peace out, y'all. Thank you for having me. This has been another episode of Dig on Doug. I really hope you got something out of this. And if you did, go ahead and make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a comment below. I want to hear from you. Also, you can reach me on Instagram at digundug or email me at digundug at gmail.com. Share this with your family, friends, co-workers, and your squad. I look forward to your comments. And with that, keep digging, y'all. Peace out. Peace.